760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle, and good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the free app for 760KFMB or TuneIn Radio, you can find us there and listen as this show airs on any device. And all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert, advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I am Super Joe. <laughs> got a big hello this weekend from one of our prior guests. That would uh-huh. be the Chancellor of UCSD, Chancellor Kosla. Pradeep Kosla. Pradeep uh-huh. Kosla. And he was the starter and, of course, walked the entire UCSD 5K. We've in that event, over 20 years old now, raised over $4 million for scholarship funds. Wow. At one, UCSD. One race, a 5K yeah, in three miles. Three, wow. 3.1 miles. How many, how many people in that thing? They have about 5,000. It's a big event. It's not as big as my Oceanside Turkey Trot. But speaking of which, do yeah. you know what, a week ago Wednesday, April 5th, do you know what day that was in San Diego County? I think it was Turkey Trot uh, Tuesday or something, wasn't it? <laughs> Very close. That was a Wednesday, but it was... As proclaimed by the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, it was Move Your Feet Before You Eat Day. Wonderful. Named after, of course, my foundation, the founder of the Oceanside Turkey Trot. And we had a bunch of events going on through the Live Well program of San Diego County. I was up at Sycamore Park and up in San Marcos where we paired about 100 elementary school students with 100 seniors from the Senior Center for about an hour and a half of fun activities where they moved their feet before they then sat down together for lunch. That is fantastic. So did they just walk in like on a track or something? Well, no, what they did, it was sort of like a scavenger hunt and a little adventure where you would walk and jog between different things you had to find and Nice. So, so it was a really cool event. But again, it was move your feet before you eat day. Bravo. by the county board Bravo. of supervisors. Bravo. Neat Bravo. Stuff. Bravo. Well, that's a good lead into to my next comment because I've been losing weight since last week when our program director told me, yes, you may do a two-hour show Monday through Friday. <laughs> and I could, I actually couldn't eat that much because all the anticipation. But we uh, premiered it last uh, Monday when Bill Lyrak was our very first guest, who also pr- was the premier guest of this show yes. in October of 2011. Right. And uh, so I think uh, we're off to the races with this. It's uh, it's called San Diego Tonight and KFMB, uh, 7 to 9, uh, nightly, Monday through Friday. And you can hear us there. And also uh, those podcasts are on SoundCloud and uh, my associate producer, Jared,'s got that all wired with uh, the the, uh, the technical stuff. And speaking of technical stuff, our show tonight is really about a very serious subject affecting San Diegans and and uh, everyone who uses a computer or a phone, and I guess that's just about everybody, and even a smart device, whether in your home. Uh, but our guest is a cybersecurity expert. He's CEO of cybersecurity. Ice cybersecurity. Ice cybersecurity. Ice, 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 baby. Yeah, and his name, his name is Ford Winslow, and he's and actually he's a returning guest. But Ford, welcome back to our show. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Great to be here with you, hey, and Richard. Yeah. Why don't you just just to qualify, yeah, yeah, and let listeners know, uh, give us a little bit about your your um, your background, your uh, professional and educational background before we get into the issues and the topic, the subject. 
Uh, well, I'm, I've, uh, I've been in the cybersecurity business for uh, 20 years, and, and that means you know actively fighting bad guys and keeping systems up and doing things, technical things and right. business things. But let's back it up even to ed- education. So people, or how about where um, you were born? Where I was born, uh, in Maryland, okay. um, uh, between a little bit in Columbia, Maryland, between uh, D.C. and Baltimore, and um, as a National Health Service brat, so sort of a uh, Got drug around from the NIH to the CDC to uh, Letterman Hospital in San Francisco, and then uh, here to San Diego to the uh, to the VA and UCSD mm-hmm. Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my family background, which brings me to San Diego. And schooled where? Uh, University of Maryland. Studied uh, uh, computer science. The chirps. Absolutely. Fear the turtles. Richard knows every mascot of every I school. I do. I'm into mascots. Every time you mention a school, you will get the mascot. <laughs> the mascot. Okay. <laughs> By the way, former guest Paul Palmer, who will be uh, who was our guest last Thursday uh, on the, the Monday, um, you know, setting up tonight, also University of Maryland grad. Remember that, Richard? I remember that. The radio station was what before W uh, was it WUMA? Oh WUMA. The Beatles interview. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I but I digress. So you went to, you graduated. What was your um, course of study there? Uh, um, computer science, and information it. systems management, and that was really the birth of the internet. Uh, you know, out of that, the the work that we did coming out of school was really to create e-commerce and uh, the internet as we know it today. It was a wonderful time to be. Uh, what be what years was that? Um, man, I'm going to date myself. Well, when you, that well, was yes. in the 90s. When, um, when, did, when did you graduate? Let's start. There. I I left Maryland. Let's see, in '98. Okay. Um, started working in uh, in in the tech business in earnest in the late '90s in '98, '99. Um, and this guy got involved. Was it Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae? Freddie Mac. Okay. Uh, of course, that whole thing had a lot of issues, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, we uh, we didn't realize that we were lighting a fuse there in the uh, in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, we did a lot of fun things though with secondary mortgage markets and uh, and really. Creating data science um, uh, products that, mm-hmm. that enable the, for, the the financial markets, and then I guess to get in a little over their head, huh? With uh, too much, what too many loans? Would you say? Well, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, uh, I, I want to say anything about. There was a lot of things that, that went into that, but uh, you know, we certainly gave everyone the tools with technology yeah. to uh, to be dangerous. Now, you were just on the IT part of that. You were nothing to do with the management and. Uh, no policy as far as uh, issuance and things like that, right? No, but we were building, you know, in the IT side, that was an interesting uh, company because a quarter of us were IT employees. So there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of technology behind that. Isn't that something? How many total employees there, Freddie? Mac? About forty five hundred at the time when I was there. A thousand it, IT people. Mm-hmm. Wow, that must have been fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a, a, a good budget, and we were um, we were really our mission. Our mission was to enable the American dream of home ownership. Mm-hmm. How is how is the um, the size of the employee base now? There, any idea? I. I I don't know. After all of the stuff that happened there, I, I, I really couldn't. Would be uh, interesting comment. to find yeah. out. They're both there and uh, Fannie Mae, and I mean both of them. I mean you were you were Fannie Mae, right? Freddie Mac. I'm sorry. Freddie Mac. But it'd be nice to find out what's gone on with uh, their operations since uh, the blow up. You know, I will say that the uh, the financial industry has one of the highest spends on IT um, out there, and that's because of the the data analytics that cre- create the financial products that we all use. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, where do we want to start here? I, I know we talked about the, the quant investing, um, Bitcoin. Um, what, well, let's, let's try to keep it as uh, you know, germane to San Diego. What, what are the, the main concerns going well, for, on? First of all, how did you get back out here from University of Maryland? Uh, so um, working at Freddie Mac then, um, I was given the opportunity to come out and work um, for a biotech startup here in San Diego, and um, and build their IT team, and build their uh, their clinical analytics, and and really integrate with making people well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's what drew me out here. Yeah. Plus the weather and, you know, it's San Diego. I mean, yeah. And parenthetically, not bad. Yeah, Ford, yeah, Ford's been a prior guest. So that podcast, if you go on our iymoney.com, you could, if you want to hear more about, you know, his personal background, I think we even uh, took a deeper dive when you first appeared, right? We did. So, so that's there as well. But um, gosh, there is um, <laughs> the cybersecurity is it's such an overwhelming concern now because very bad things can happen if it's in uh, used for wrong purposes. Correct? Absolutely. Um, it's uh, it, the criminals are out there. It's no longer just defacement of your your website or sort of recreational hacking. Um, I, I remember watching that show with uh, Stacy Keach, you know, uh, scandals, scoundrels, and thieves, or whatever. And I believe uh, at one massive stroke, uh, I think about a hundred million dollars was stolen from ATMs. Do you remember that that happening? Uh, I don't remember that specific yeah. uh, one, but there were some uh, some headlines from last year that that were like that. Yeah, why don't you give us some of those just so people get an idea? Um, yeah, these were things that that maybe were missed in the in the popular press, you know, during all of the election politics that were uh, that, that overwhelmed us. But yeah, um, please, there's a company, um, there's an engineering firm where 50 million euros uh, was stolen directly from their bank accounts. And where were they based? Um, they were based in Germany. Okay. Um, and that was a, one of the first, you know, sort of, or the first most recent direct thefts of money. Um, a lot of that was recovered, but it was still, um, uh, it, it, it impacted the company, uh, the company's bottom line in a great way. Sure. The, the perpetrators, did they identify the perpetrators or? No, they didn't. Um, it, it was uh, a brazen, um, you know, just theft, you know, in the, into the systems and they're still looking for, uh, for who did it. Okay. But they, but the, you said they did recover a lot of the funds there. Some of the funds were, Some. were recovered. Gotcha. Anyway, we're coming up on our first break. Why don't we take that, Justin, a little bit of music, please? And we'll come back with cybersecurity expert, CEO of ICE Cybersecurity, Ford Winslow. Hang on. (laughs) All right, we are back with Ford Winslow, cybersecurity expert. Getting smart with him. Richard loves that song. I I have to put my shoe back on. I was just making a quick call from my shoe phone, Chief. Missed it by that much. Well, gee. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's the Ford, second biggest elephant I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Ford has some terrific uh, headlines for us that should really get our attention. Uh, you want to read a few more of those regarding what's the, you know, the massive theft and, and problems with the, in the cyber world? Sure. Um, you know, the, the latest trends are that, that, again, that the attacks are coming from um, well-organized criminals. This is no longer recreational hacking or defacement of websites. There's, there's big money in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the quote from the, uh, about from Willie Sutton, the infamous bank robber, um, said, why do you rob banks? He said, because that's where the money is. Mm. Um, I'll give you some examples. Um, a bundle of 10 Medicare numbers, um, is for sale on the dark web for $4,700 mm-hmm. just to give you an idea of, of what that is. And, and that can be exploited to provide a great health service to, to the un, to uninsured people around the world. What do you mean um, when you that's say, the what, value. Do you, what do you mean when you say Medicare numbers? Is that, is that individual individuals so or those are health records? Those are those are insurance um, policies oh. that then you can cover someone um, that that is that is not insured by and impersonating def- your then, identity and defraud them. I see. That's right. It's like you want to buy this boat and you don't own it, but you're okay. Gotcha. Right. So um, you know one of the the headlines from last year in March um, was 2.2 million health records uh, were stolen from 21st century oncology. <laughs> That's about a billion dollars in street value. Now, what a cyber thief when he gets your health records? What can what can he or she do with those? They I'm package. Assuming, I'm they, assuming it's mostly he, but anyway. 
<laughs> uh, it's it's a it's generally going to be a a, a company, a, a group of people that that work together generally in an office. They keep office hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they they take these assets and they package them and sell them. Um, hmm. So, for exa- example, each one of those uh, ten of those. Two point two million medical records could be sold for forty seven hundred dollars. I see. So they, they parse a lot them of out. money. Yeah, they mm-hmm. parse them out. So, oh. Ford, are, are there a lot of um, cybersecurity risks right now around income tax time? Tax returns are due here on Tuesday. Oh, absolutely. Um, you have a lot of sensitive information in your tax mm-hmm. return, and you transmit a lot of information, um, and you're used to doing that. Um, you're trained to do that with your accountants and right. uh, and your and the IRS. Um, so, there are numerous scams out there right now where people are impersonating the IRS impersonating um, accountants to get your information. Mm, it's terrible. Well, for one thing, the IRS does not phone you at home. People, we have to keep saying that because uh, elderly and some <clears throat> and other people sometimes get a phone call from the IRS. You said yourself you got a text from the IRS, which they, they don't definitely do. Definitely don't do that. I have received multiple text messages this tax, this tax season saying that the IRS is out to get me. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow. I'm pretty sure that's not true. The other day, I got an email. Well, it may be true, but not by text. <laughs> yeah. And all we, folks, if you get a suspicious email, if it says Chase Bank with their logo or B of A and it looks just like it, check that email address. It's usually some funky email address, uh, uh, and, and it's not from them. That's called Fish. And I got an, what looked like an actual invoice from Apple the other day. And uh, I've, you know, I've gotten uh, invoices before, but this looked like it had the document on it but they made it too small to read so it said Mm -hmm. click here and i definitely did not i sent it to um abuse at icloud.com when you get fish where's the best place to send that so people can um can get that inspected and and handled you know the um uh the the place to go in in certainly in in san diego we're really lucky to be here because this is a cybersecurity innovation hub and we have a lot of infrastructure um that's good to know the san diego catch team um that's computer and technology Crime High Tech Response Team, C-A-T-C-H. C-A-T-C-H. San Diego mm-hmm. Catch Team. I love that name. So catch.com. I mean, where would they, could they our, our baseball team can't catch. Yeah. <laughs> could we email it to them? Or um, Absolutely. You can go to their website, um, www.catchteam.org. That's C-A-T-C-H-T-E-A-M.org. Catchteam.org. For any funky emails or any cybersecurity issues, get a hold of that website and those folks, right? That is correct. And if there's been a crime um, that's committed against you, they're certainly going to work work with you to uh, um, to investigate and, and help you. I'll bet um, the FBI must have a big cyber wing now, They right? They must have a huge – I think they just built a big new facility in somewhere near Mesa or somewhere, right, Richard? Um, I, I absolutely. There's yeah. one here in Sorrento Mesa, Sorrento Mesa. Okay. Um, the new facility, and they and they do a great job there. Um, yeah. I unfortunately get the, the opportunity to work with them uh, Not to mention time to time. human trafficking is a big issue uh, around the world and in, and even in this town, especially being close to the border. And I, I think they're on that, uh, you know, we can talk about that a little bit too, but I, I know they're they're always investigating that stuff and, and trying to put a dent in it. But that's a big issue, isn't it? It is. Uh, it, you know, that's that's tightly related to the, some of the cyber crimes. And the uh, there, there's two cyber teams working over there in FBI building that are that are just doing a great job. And I've just been really impressed with the team and what, and what they've done and their dedication. Nice. So does iCybersecurity or, and or catchteam.org have uh, any interface uh, or, uh, w- or maybe you cannot disclose with law enforcement? Or? No, absolutely. Um, we're part of InfraGuard, which is a, is a public-private um, uh, law enforcement collaboration. InfraGuard, can you spell that? I-N-F-R-A-G-A-R-D. Okay. No U, right? Infra- no U. G-A-R-D. Dot org. Dot org. That's good to know. And that's a collaboration for security professionals around this. 
Huh. Um, so we have regular communication. Um, and then when there is an incident, when we're investigating a uh, you know ransomware incident or a cyber crime, mm -hmm. um, they're very collaborative and we involve them uh, as necessary to help investigate. Yeah. Now, there was that film Zero Days. We talked a little bit about it with uh, Sean Van Diver, but I wanted to get your take on the whole thing, uh, the Stuxnet uh, nightmare. Um, well, actually... It, it was a piece of malware that we developed along with Israel to deploy and attack Iran's uh, centrifuges that were ref um, uh, refining uh, uranium mm -hmm. for nuclear purposes, uh, maybe some weaponry. And uh, with that malware, we were able to, uh, <laughs> I guess they used one of the five vendors to get, it was just a on a flash drive on one computer that infected the whole system that, uh, uh, made these centrifuges spin out of control, and I think about half of the 1,000, and don't quote me on numbers, but about half of them uh, destroyed themselves, and everything looked normal on the, the operator's panel. Uh, they didn't re realize, and then when they did realize it was blowing up on them, they were trying to hit the emergency button, and it wasn't doing anything. Uh, does that pretty much sum it up? Pretty much, um, from what, what the, uh, uh, the reports are that are out there. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever ever know all of the details, yeah. um, but it's a it, it's a great example of um, of, of the threat that's coming. Yeah. Um, not that this is going to happen everywhere, but um, computers are in everything that we use. Um, we use uh, the power we use, the um, you know the, the water systems, um, everything that delivers this broadcast to you. Now they say um, in your I'm, now these new um, these speaking devices in the home with, with the speaker and the mm -hmm. uh, what is Alexa or and, and, yeah, the, and I, I think any, and any smart device that controls your you know air conditioning or lighting they can even infiltrate your system through these devices right correct um, yeah. think about you know there's uh, the nanny cams and some of the uh, the personal home yeah. devices um, you know there's lots of stories about the nanny cams talking back to the children and saying terrible things because mm -hmm. they're uh, they're hacked. Mm -hmm. um, this is the reality, and these companies are dealing with very um, uh, a very big challenge because today uh, they have to both make the product that's going to sell on the market and figure out how to secure it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of the day, the, the early days of electricity, like when uh, when Henry Ford first lit his house. Um, he called Thomas Edison and spent you know a million dollars to to light up his house in, in Dearborn. He had a gas powered. Um, uh, production facility and a backup water wheel. Mm -hmm. Well, your nanny cam company has to have that same level of, of competency around security today. Hmm. Um, the security industry is is changing and it's maturing very, very rapidly, um, but we're not there yet. Yeah. And that's the choices is you have to think about return on investment, market share, all these things as a company when you when you figure out how secure to make your product. So how could they hack through a nanny cam, let's say? I mean, just the what, how, what are the mechanics of that? So the nanny cam talks back to some website somewhere because mm. that okay. you, you have to have that, that, that camera, right. uh, the video come onto your phone. Mm -hmm. um, and so through that chain, there's probably eight different companies that, that provide that service for you. Okay. And that, you know, for me as a cybersecurity professional, I'm going to pick off the weakest chain in those eight companies and that's mm -hmm. where I'm going to attack it. So then what would, would you use ransomware or whatever? We can get into that after the, after the break, but ran, uh, what, what would be the benefit or to a criminal to hacking into Nannyware? How would they monetize that? I'll give you an example. Um, the cameras uh, that took down Facebook and LinkedIn and, and a lot of other uh, sites on the East Coast, um, those were like these nanny cams. They were home security cameras huh. where they exploited the, the cameras and then they launched an attack on these major websites. My God. And it took down, let's say, Facebook on the East Coast for a greater part of a day. Huh. Hmm. 
So our, our markets are going to, <laughs> we'll talk about the stock market too and everything else. What, what was the benefit of taking down Facebook for a day? Uh, it's really unknown. Um, that could have been a, uh, a sort of gory attack. Yeah, just say, I, gotcha. I know I could do it. Anyway, yeah. we're going to co- take our wow. break. We're going to come back with Ford Winslow, cybersecurity expert and CBO of ICE Cybersecurity right after this. Hang on. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where we like to thank our sponsors, premier among them, ABC Family Law, headed up by attorneys Sharon Blanchet and Lisa Christensen and all the great women who work in their office and do great work in the field of family law, and Richard has more. And with more initials, also UBS Wealth Management could not do this show without UBS and Michael Caranta, so big thank you there. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet. Tax season is almost over. Polito Epic CPAs up in Vista. Do a great job as a traditional CPA firm, focusing on financial statements and tax returns. And then uh, also our great signature analytics with Jason Kruger, a CFO service firm. So a little bit more specialized there for growing companies. Signature analytics with Jason Kruger. Our great friend Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Speaking of cybersecurity, Mechanics Bank, Sean Puckett, of course, heads up the San Diego regional office. Mechanics Bank is a niche market bank serving wealthy families and families that have real estate operations, but they also are considered the banking industry's leader in cybersecurity. Maybe Sean and Ford should get together at some point to compare notes. Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance. We don't know where Obamacare is going or not going, but employee benefits are always ever-changing and very important. Hub International. Also, Tony Lombardi, the LG Experience in the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs, to the CPA's very best clients. Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. Paul Hines, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management and is also the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Also, Elite Lifestyle Management with Michelle St. Clair. For those of you, like me, who have no time to do anything, Elite Lifestyle Management can help you with all kinds of lifestyle management needs, from simple travel arrangements to the more esoteric things that might interest you, like getting a fishing license at a private beach in Cuba. Also, our great friend, Brenda Geiger. Law office is Brenda Geiger. Brenda is taking a well-deserved vacation in Oaxaca. Is that how you pronounce it? Mexico. But she's also getting ready for a big... I think it's Oaxaca. Oaxaca. That's it. Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. I can't read my notes. Big continuing... (laughs) I like that. Oaxaca. Big continuing education event on May 12th for professionals at the Loma Santa Fe Country Club. So, again, that's May 12th. Geiger Law Office. Brenda specializes, of course, in asset protection and estate planning. And for those of us, Joe, who are skipping dinner to listen to our show and are now getting hungry, what can they go do after this show? Well, there's a very good food foundation headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lirac, who puts on uh, great programs throughout the year. I think just this past Friday she had a, um, a food security program up in Vista. And... Um, uh, and she's going to have, of course, her very good food dinner, uh, very good food dinner at her home again with uh, a <laughs> few hundred people. We that's, may that's about two months away. Only. Yeah, we may be broadcasting there again this year. I think this good. is the seventh year, yes. so we will see. And then uh, there's also the Stats Coffee Houses, the original in Normal Heights, University Heights, and now Hillcrest, all open 24/7, 365, crowded, packed, and uh, doing <laughs> selling coffee by the ton, for God's sake. <laughs> and uh, 
Listen, if you want to learn more about these sponsors, go to our website, uh, iymoney.com. There's a sponsor tab there. You could uh, learn all about each and every one of them. I know many have been working with Richard for many years with great success, correct? Going on three decades in some cases. And also, if you'd love to become a sponsor of our award-winning radio show, there's a media kit up there, too. Absolutely. Information about how to do that. Yes, Courtney has some great... It, it's great the page for you. Has some great photographs of some of our, uh, some of our guests, and uh, a lot of notables have been on this program. By the way, we lost one last week, Don Rickle. Yes, we did. Boy, that interview was great. We Mr. Should, Warm. Yeah. Uh, Courtney has put that up on, if you go to iWayMoney.com, I believe it's in the sidebar to the right. You can hear that 14-minute great interview we yeah, did with him. Yeah, it was a great interview. I believe in 2013 or 14. Just before he appeared with Debbie Reynolds. Out you of, you, you went to that show, right? Oh, that was a great show. Yeah. Great show. They're both gone now. Yeah. yeah they're both gone. But Ford is here. Let's hey, get hey, Ford, you yeah. mentioned that somebody took Facebook down for a day. Now, I was mentioning I wouldn't mind if somebody took Facebook down for about a week <laughs> so I could quit getting all those stupid emails. But do you think they just did it to prove that they could do it, scare everybody? You know, that's um, uh, that sounds like the, the most logical um, uh, explanation and that it was probably a test. Um, there was a massive amount of bandwidth pointed at, the, at some servers uh, that caused this outage. It was Facebook and some other things that were taken down. Um, but... The uh, we haven't seen an attack like that in internet history. Well, the watchword of the day regard re, with regard to business, Richard, is ransomware, and Ford has some harrowing experiences with that. You want to tell people how that works and uh, and what happened with you? Yeah, this is um uh, we're seeing this. You know, I'd say I've I've seen about one of these in a local San Diego company, uh, a very serious one a month. Uh, for maybe the last uh, couple of years. Wow. And, and what typically happens is a, a piece of software makes its way into your, into your company's network, and it's either through an email that someone clicks on or through some vulnerability that, that exists. Um, and then it, it starts encrypting all of your data. Tell it to John Podesta, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it starts encrypting. Tell us how that works. Mm -hmm. So what, it's, uh, it, it, it does exactly that. As, as your computer, uh, you start noticing that you can't access your files. Mm-hmm. And so your employees or, or you may notice that, hey, wait a minute, I had access to this document yesterday and now I can't open it. Weird. Then you get a ransom email or a message on your computer that says email this address for instructions. And that, you know, wants some address. And then they generally make a request to be paid in Bitcoin or something like that. Um, to give you the keys to unlock and get your data back. Now, you had a recent one and I guess they were based in Russia. We can say that, right? Yes, the uh, I could say I can't say where the people were based, but certainly uh, the server the, the, the server was the in servers Russia. were in Russia that launched the attack. Yes, isn't that something? Well, uh, so the main, what can a company do, and what can we do to protect ourselves as much as possible from uh, from something like that happening? You know, the good news is um, is just doing good IT is 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 generally the best practice. Um, you know, some of the, the the mistakes I see out there are that that you just have no backups. And um, one of the things I tell business owners is, is that if you don't know that your backups are good, please check, ask your IT guy or, or gal, um, or ask a third party to come and take a look. Mm. Uh, that's really, at the end of the day, um, you know, for the companies that we see, the, the worst damage. Um, if they would have had backups that, would have, that they could have tested, they could have survived. Can all incoming emails be filtered through IT so for examination before they are forwarded on to the employee just to, just to double, just like a, a safeguard or, some, or firewall of some sort? Or Yes, and generally they are already. So if you use a Microsoft email or your general corporate email, then, then generally that you have security. And if you don't, I would be surprised. Hmm. Um, the, the real thing we're seeing now is, is targeted attacks at specific industries. Mm. So there are um, FBI alerts out there that say all of the 16 critical infrastructure sectors in the United States, so we're talking power, water, DOD, um, 
all the uh, retail, everything has specific financial, right? Financial. Well, medical. Medical. Well, as you mentioned, huge. Chemical. Um, they all have specific um, threats that are, are known to have been launched against them. So like Stuxnet went against the nuclear industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there are Stuxnet-like attacks that are known out there for each of the other critical infrastructure well, sectors. Well, this guy running WikiLeaks right after, um, uh, I mean, all this controversy about whether our election was hacked, uh, all of a sudden he issues a press release saying, hey, you've got 1,000 registered users in the U.S. Uh, working on malware yourselves, and, and I guess citing Stuxnet also. So they're saying, you, you know, the kettle, you're calling the kettle black, you, you know, forget about it. But, you know, that the <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right either, you right? Say, that doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, is that is that an accurate number? You think we have a thousand in our in our uh, Intel um, communities that we have at least a thousand registered users uh, working on these kinds of things, or don't we know the exact number? You know, it's it's really hard to tell, and I'm not sure you're, we ever will know. And mm-hmm. and thinking about it, um, you know, in sort of those ter- the the terms that we've been we've been working on in the past about um, let's lock the door now that now that the door is open. Um, is really sort of missing the point, and I think we uh, um, we're, we're destined to fail because we're playing by the attackers' rules. Mm. Um, what's happening here in San Diego that I'm really excited about is is that we have, we're a cybersecurity innovation hub, so there are hundreds of communities or companies here in San Diego working on this problem mm. um, to invent the new way that cybersecurity will be consumed in the new landscape. Um, today, companies put devices like the security cameras we were talking about that launched against Facebook. They put these these chess pieces out on the on the board, and they think that they're playing chess, and they they just toss them out into the world, and 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 they they hope that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the hackers throw in a fire breathing dragon or something onto the chessboard, and all of a sudden you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and not chess. Huh. So we have to change the landscape and define the chessboard um, that we're playing in, and mm-hmm. this is going to take a little bit of time. Uh, but we're, we're making progress, gotcha. the security community is. Well, I listen to the FBI director, and I do cover my camera uh, <laughs> for, um, on my computer for uh, you know, Facebook and all that, or uh, FaceTime. You do that? <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll come back with Ford Winslow, c- cybersecurity expert, right after these announcements. Hang on. All right, that's the Avengers thing. We're going to avenge these the cyber thefts in some capacity. So, so do, do you know we're what back with, me? Wait a minute. We're yeah, back with Ford Lins, Winslow, CEO of Cyber uh, Ice Cybersecurity, cybersecurity expert. But, but what, right. what amazes me, Joe, I do a lot of traveling, so I'm in a lot of airports, just mm-hmm. stupid human tricks. Do you know how many times when you're sitting at an airport you hear the PA come on where somebody's left their iPad or laptop somewhere? Yep. And come back and get it? Yeah. I mean, it just happens time and time again. Yep. It does happen, and um, they are hackable, right, Ford? They are. Yeah, and I, I think Warren Buffett or some big financial dude a, a few years ago was at a, a, a conference and actually left it in the conference and went to lunch, and it got stolen. And, uh, you know, you do that, you're going to compromise a lot of information. Yep. So, But you were, you were mentioning at the break about uh, this Philippine election f- um, uh, scandal. You want to tell us about that? Sure. Um this was in April of 2016, and, and there was a lot going on in the press at the time in the U.S., so it didn't get a lot of coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were 55 million Filipino citizens' information stolen. So the registered voters, in other words. Yeah, every registered okay. voter in the, in the Philippines. And their fingerprints, um, their passport numbers, their Social Security numbers, um, <sighs> addresses, everything was taken. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's evidence that it was exfiltrated. 
and anonymous uh, claimed responsibility, you know, the, the anonymous. So and when you say exfiltrate, you mean taken out of the country to some database somewhere, right? Correct. Somebody has it, not the Filipino uh, people. Huh. And uh, boy, oh boy, we, and, have no, we have no idea who Anonymous is, right? No, uh, we don't know who that particularly was, but their stated reason was to persuade the Commission on Elections to turn on security for their voting machines. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. You mean they, did, they didn't have security on the voting machines? Not enough to prevent 55 million citizens' information from being stolen. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. You, if you don't know the answer, that's fine. But <laughs> uh, the U.S. election sh- systems and machines, I mean, we have 50 states and a jillion counties, and every county does it their own way, right? Uh, how secure are all of our tabulation devices and voting machines in this country Would you, uh, right now, would you say? You know, I would say they're as secure as the administrator passwords for them. <laughs> um, you mean the word password? <laughs> uh, you know, if that's what it is. Password one, two, three. I mean, I go back to uh, uh, 1984. There was an article um, published that said the, the end user has no chance. And, um, and, and it really is true. Um, if someone has the administrator password, uh, they can do whatever they want. And I remember Stalin had a quote. I guess he said, you don't have to stuff the ballot box. You just have to control the, uh, the tabulation, the counting of the votes. So that's uh, it. And uh, these exit polls, I, I remember years ago, Richard, you might remember this. I mean, uh, the day of the, uh, the election, you know, after, this, after the polls closed, they would say, you know, the, the exit polls in whatever, North Carolina were candidate A, you know, uh, 53 and the other candidate 46, whatever. You would get that number, that scientific number. And they gave the national number a lot of times. And it was always right, right on with the end result. Um, I think they've really stopped giving out, I think they call it the EVEP, the exit, exit poll, or I think it's um, uh, exit poll, uh, verif- it's the ver- exit verification. Exit verification exit poll or something. Election verification exit poll. That's it. They want to know who you voted for. Now they parse it, you know, by race mm-hmm. and, and gender and age and everything else. But uh, I don't know if we're getting that number anymore. And, and there may be a reason for that. But uh, anyway, we're living in pretty crazy times, wouldn't you say, Ford? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing certain, and uh, and it's a it's a big challenge right now. There's a million moonshots needed in cybersecurity. It's not just one. Yeah, and we have a big bio, like I said, a big biotech uh, hub here. Of all the cities in the, in the country, would where would you put San Diego in terms of cybersecurity development? Uh, I mean, it's probably a good career path for some you know, someone who's interested, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's three real recognized uh, cyber hubs in the United States: um, Washington D.C., obviously from the federal space; mm-hmm. um, San Antonio from uh, from a military perspective because the cyber command is there; mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, San Diego. Is and, that right? So we're even ahead of uh, the Silicon Valley in this, you think? And, uh, in cybersecurity, yes. How about that? And are there geographic regions that are just doing a horrible job? Um, you know, not. I wouldn't know. say doing a horrible job. Anyone that's trying is, is doing okay. Right. Um, we launched Cyber California um, here in, in, um, in the last few years, and this is an, an initiative that we've been working on with the, with the governor's office. Um, for five years in their innovation task force. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a collaboration with Cyber Maryland, um, and now we're taking this nationwide. And we've got 20, um, I, I can't remember the last count, but I think there's 20 states where we have cyber state name. And um, within the next 12 months, um, the plan is to have Cyber US. Oh, um, so we'll have um, economic private partner development, um, technical development in every state in the country. Now, that addresses the workforce cyber gap, right? And you say there's uh, one million open jobs in cyber right now, right? 
Correct. That's helping uh, uh, work that out. And then the, the governor's task force here with the California Innovation Hub for Cybersecurity, um, we're working on, on a few exciting things on, on closing the gap and, and really bringing some of the latest knowledge into the workforce. Yeah. Um, those million jobs are hard to fill. We have a lot of people looking for jobs. We have a million open jobs. There's about a six-month practical knowledge gap mm. between someone coming out of school or in the workforce today and being able to fill those jobs. So do you want to talk about the, is that's the public-private collaboration you're talking about, or uh, you want to get into that a little bit with uh, K-12 through and community colleges and all that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to just give a little uh, little brief uh, shout-out on that. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we've been really working hard here in the, the last few years to build that, that pipeline from uh, K-12 through through community colleges, universities, graduate schools, professional schools, and into the employment work, uh, workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working on, on micro-certificates um, where we take practical knowledge that's out there in the field, like the latest techniques on how to prevent ransomware mm. and bringing that into um, young people, into students, and into, into the workforce mm-hmm. um, so that people can demonstrate that they're, um, that they're competent mm-hmm. and they can earn a badge there and you. have their little merit badge that they can carry around with them to say, I learned something about ransomware. Mm-hmm. Got to get into the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Oh, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> this is a collaboration. I mean, this has been going a long time. And we've got USD, Winnie Callahan over there running the cyber team. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coleman College, mm-hmm. um, Securing our City, Liz Frommen and the team there. Mm-hmm. Um, some so- private software manufacturers and service providers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, the Governor's Innovation Task Force. Um, and you're going to see some exciting things this year. Have Apple and Microsoft and the biggies uh, stepped up yet, or are you still working on them? It, you know, um, when we're ready, we'll bring in Silicon Valley. But uh, since we're we're here in San Diego, um, and this gotcha. is where the innovation is happening, and the and the small companies are really making this happen. Gotcha. Um, we're attracting the best and the brightest here. That's really great. Well, um, you know, it's good to get the model and the model and the cookie cutter and the format uh, secured and up and running and optimized here, right before we. Um, grow it. Is that, it, your, is that your, your thinking? Absolutely. And, and the, the brains are really here in San Diego. I mean, we've talked about biotech and some others, and, and I joke in the software business that, that there's a lot of good developers in Silicon Valley, but mm-hmm. the great ones live here and commute to Silicon Valley. <laughs> you know, we have the Marines north of us to protect right. us and our lifestyle. So uh, this is the next Silicon Valley here no, in, we were in San even, Diego. We were even having a beer at, we'll just say, Wonderland and Ocean Beach. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a cool place. You can get a nice view of the ocean. It's all open windows and stuff. And um, you said there are a ton of really successful, smart wizards in, in programming right in, right in OB area, right? Oh, Yes. <laughs> Man, this is a great place to start a company and a great time to do it. Um, uh, you know, if you can ever say that, there's so many people, smart people around that are committed here that are um, that have wonderful backgrounds. And San Diego is a great place to attract these these folks. Um, I get to work with the best and the brightest and most driven people in the cybersecurity business right here at the beach, like you said. Yeah. So your CEO of this new company. Um Tell us about your launch there and what's going on with that. Oh, thanks. The uh, uh, ICE Cybersecurity, and we're building a, a security by design platform. What's ICE stand for, by the ICE, way? ICE, the Integrated Cybersecurity Engine. That is our okay. product. Okay. I like that. Integrated Cybersecurity Engine. Yeah. And we're securing everything. And, uh, and we say that, you know, sort of tongue in cheek, but we're actually serious about it. Yeah. Um, because we inject security into the, the products that come to market, like yeah. the nanny cam, and we help that company be more secure and more competitive. Can well, you get the phones here to work? Yeah, they work. Uh, Sorry, cy- cyber, uh, <laughs> uh, Sempra definitely, you know, with the new smart meters, uh, they definitely need to be uh, aware of you guys, I think. Uh, if they're, I don't know if they're up to speed on, on you know, optimizing. It, 
you know, Jesse Daly at, at Sempra and the, uh, or Jesse Knight, I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and then uh, and Scott King over there at Sempra on their security team, they're fantastic and they're real. They've really stepped up into the community and they're they're just wonderful folks. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, Jesse Knight's a great guy, former head of the uh, regional chamber of commerce here. We should have him mm-hmm. on sometime. He's a really bright guy. And thank you for being a bright guy, Ford Winslow, CEO of Ice Ford, Cybersecurity. Really appreciate it. Yeah, great, uh, great having you on. And thank Richard Newsteel, great seeing you again. Justin Hart, our board operator. Thanks Everybody for, have a great Passover and a great Easter. Yeah, thanks for making us sound terrific, Justin Hart. Uh, thanks to Craig Blanke, our con executive, and to Dave Smith, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iymoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>